This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hi, I'm Olivia Kuei. And I'm Harianto Diman. Welcome to The Straits Times, the big story podcast where we analyse key issues with our journalists and guest experts. This cell-cultured meat product will be bite-sized chicken from Californian startup Eat Just, and it will be manufactured in Singapore now that the Singapore Food Agency has deemed it safe for consumption. The chicken bites also have the potential to be halal certified, something that Eat Just will consider in the future. Well, Audrey is here to tell us more. Could you briefly share more about the science behind it? Uh, we're more familiar with impossible meat, of course. So how is uh, cell-cultured meat produced differently? Oh yeah, impossible meat, uh, impossible burgers are something that uh, many of us know about now, but actually it's not new in that it's still a plant-based meat. So I think we're all quite familiar with plant-based meats or mock meats being sold outside. So it's not really considered a novel food. Cell culture meats are different in that there's no, it is not made from a plant part. Cell culture, in, in essence, means um, the scientists or the group would source for cells from an animal and then grow them in a favorable artificial environment. So hence cell culture. And basically, you grow the cells in a suitable medium and it, that provides the nutrients for the cell to grow. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of talk about like this new Eat Just Nuggets being lab-grown meat. But the Eat Just CEO has said that you know this term lab-based meat or lab-grown meat is a red airing. Because now, at the initial R&D phase, yes, some of it might be conducted in a lab. But once it's scaled up, the product will be made in a large bioreactor, similar to like in a brewery, for instance, similar to making beer. So hence, he says the term that we meat is um, weight airing and it's also quite value-laden, I think. So right. some people might have concerns about how natural it is right, to grow uh, cells in an in a artificial environment. But if we look at agriculture itself and rearing livestock, the, what things are like now, factory farming, is also not, say, very natural because it's a far cry from, you know, what we perceive as agriculture from the start where animals have large spaces to roam and all that. Now they're all packed in tightly confined settings and um, it's, it's far from natural, basically, according to the experts that I spoke with. Mm. And uh, Audrey, cultured meat is not yet available for sale and consumption anywhere else in the world. Why do you think Singapore is a pilot market for this? So yeah, cell-cultured meat is uh, kind of a new area and while the product would be first sold in Singapore and has gotten regulatory approval to be sold here, uh, it's worth noting that other countries are also looking into it. But as I said, because it's such a new area, there's no internationally standardised definition of what a novel food is and how it should be regulated. Um, but then again, Singapore has a lot of expertise in terms of food safety. I think we we'll all trust um, Singapore's brand when it comes to approving uh, food for, for safe use here. That's one. And also, uh, we also have a very thriving biomedical sector, as we have seen so far. So it is no surprise then that, you know, Singapore is uh, at the forefront of all these innovations. Well, let's say, you know, cell-cultured meat does become a reality in our restaurants. So what is the impact on Singapore's food sustainability? So, yeah, um, currently when meat uh, is reared for sale, it spans a huge footprint, right? You grow an animal in a paddock somewhere and then you ship it elsewhere to be slaughtered. You ship it to another place to be manufactured and packaged and processed and before it reaches the product. So, by doing cell-based meat, cell-cultured meat, you actually collapse the entire footprint of this whole process into one building. And uh, 
An earlier report by the United Nations Climate Science Panel, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, had already said that as the global population is going up, there would be increased pressure to feed the human population. And uh, that, that kind of reason is kind of intertwined with the impacts that agriculture has on our global climate. I mean, when you clear forests to rear cows, to rear other kinds of livestock, that would have an implication on emissions. And that in turn would have uh, in, impact extreme weather events that could affect food security. So it's really a cyclical kind of environment, uh, cyclical kind of argument. And also, um, you know, Singapore has also talked a lot about food security. And uh, in the past, we have always said that, you know, we need to diversify our imports. We need to import food from many different countries. But as the pandemic has shown, sometimes uh, when you have global supply disruptions, it means diversification should not be our only strategy. And using cell-cultured meat will kind of give Singapore additional food security in a sense. It, uh, it could be manufactured here. And for mm-hmm. Eat Just, uh, they have said that the, their new chicken, uh, chicken bites would be manufactured here in Singapore. Mm. So that said, Audrey, do you see it taking off in Singapore then? Or will other factors like food safety and higher costs uh, deter its take-up rate? So I think there are multiple elements to look at when you talk about the take-up rate in Singapore. In terms of food safety, I think many Singaporeans already trust uh, our authorities when they determine something is safe. So I don't think there would be much uh, worry on that front. Cost-wise, it just um, just said that it would cost as much as premium chicken for now, uh, although cost would likely drop in the future. I think the biggest obstacle would be changing mindsets about, like I said, let, let base meat, let grown meat, and uh, how we can convince people or let them know that, you know, actually it is not going to be like Frankenstein or something. Right. Well, fascinating stuff indeed. Uh, it remains to be seen uh, the direction that this uh, cultured meat will go. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Audrey. We've been speaking to Audrey Tan, Science and Environment Correspondent for The Straits Times. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.